always get you to the ball game on time. And here's the pitch. It's Matt Wyatt with all the good stuff you need to know. Well, well, well. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome in on this Thursday in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. What do y'all want to get into today? Huh? There's a lot to get into. Of course, you you are going to have some Thursday night high school. I'm sorry. some. Well, you may have some of that, too. But some Thursday night college football coming up. Uh, I hadn't even looked really at the full FBS schedule to see, you know, if you what games you've got maybe on television in terms of college football tonight. Uh, all I know is that it's time for the NFL regular season to kick off. Let's go. And Chiefs and Lions will get it all started tonight. And then, of course, we'll move into the weekend. I love the NFL regular season. I, well, I just love watching NFL football parody across the board you never know you can get into games that don't even involve your team you really can't say that a whole lot or as much about college football but you can say that about the nfl and whether you like one over the other it's really just according to who you ask just to be 100 honest with you. But yeah so get ready it all starts tonight defending champs chiefs versus uh, the lions and then we'll have a full slate this weekend so, yeah, I'm excited. And get on in here today on this Thursday. Pretty much anything goes. I would say that, you know, usually on this show in the past, you get into football season uh, it, from week one on. By the time we get to Thursday and Friday of the weeks leading into the weekend, we're kind of looking ahead and we begin to make some picks. It, it, and without even – I don't even do some big organized pick em contest or, hey, here's the day and the time where we get our picks in. You know, we don't even – organize it like that but what we do is it just starts to happen <laughs> everybody just begins to go all right here's what i think you know because it seems like by thursday uh, some of us anyway are confident that we are uh, seeing you know things a certain way so you got Tulane and Ole Miss this weekend big game around here you got state hosting Arizona big game around here uh, non-conference games you got uh, Alabama hosting Texas that's a big one around here uh, so all of that and more, we'll get into it. Don't forget, pretty much like any day, anything goes, let a rip, tater, chip, anything you want to get into is cool with me. Hit me up, questions, comments, opinions, otherwise, we'll see where it takes us. I hope you will be a part of the show. So text me or call me, or you can comment there on the live stream if you're on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, so check it out. Yeah, text me on the country pleasing text line. That number to text, 885 885- 3776. Got it? 601 number. 885-3776. So hit me up on the text line. I'd love to hear from you. Another way to remember it is 885-ESPN. I'm ready to go. I just poured some hot coffee out of my thermos. Hot coffee from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. I'm ready to go. Uh, you can call me on the Divini phone. That way I get to hear your voice. Number to call, 995-1059. That's a 601 number. 995-1059. I enjoyed the phone calls yesterday. Really have all week. It seems like we get a we, we get a few more during football season, which is fun. 
And uh, also, hey to y'all. If you're on the live stream, hey to you on Facebook, on YouTube, just type in a comment or a question, hit it, submit it, post it, and it all pops up right here in the Murray West live thread. Murray West, contract embroidery company going all the way back to 1996 right here in the state of Mississippi. Custom apparel, anything you can think of, and things that maybe you don't wear. Uh, promotional items, you know, backpacks and golf bags, anything else that you need, your logo, your company logo, your brand logo, embroidered on, uh, printed on, screened on, uh, large or small, listen, they can handle it, and, and it is quality. Trust me on that. So go to murraywest.com. That's M-U-R-R-Y, murraywest.com. Follow them on Instagram if you haven't already. It's at Murray West Official. Well, it's official. We got a big game in Tuscaloosa this weekend, huh? Yeah. Good gracious alive. It's a big one. Who you think? Texas or Tide? Tide or Texas? Horns up or horns down? Where are you? <laughs> Let's talk about that right now with a friend of mine and a voice that you will recognize if you've ever heard an Alabama sporting event on the radio, any of them pretty much over the last, I don't know, 10, 15 or more years. His name is Chris Stewart. and He's part of the radio broadcast crew for the Alabama Crimson Tide Football Network, and he's on your radio right now. Hey, Chris, happy Thursday to you, man. Hope you're doing well. Matt, it is always good to hear your voice, buddy. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, doing fine. So, uh, Kind of, kind of a sure. big, kind of a big game this weekend, huh? <laughs> That's what I hear. That is, that is, uh, that is what I'm told by sources, and also all the construction that's taking place in front of the stadium on North End Zone, uh, thanks to ESPN. Yeah. So when you got game day and uh, SEC Network and their their Saturday shows all in town, you got them bunch of stuff going on and uh for all the people that that really have to work this differently and you know Mm -hmm. how this works there's there's a ton of infrastructure stuff and logistical stuff and it's a lot and uh there are people that will talk about what chaos it is i say yes but let me remind you i took the phone calls on the post game show before people wanted to come to our ball games uh (laughs) This is a good problem to have. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. It's better than nobody paying attention. Ain't so no I, question. I get that. <laughs> no question about it. That is a really good point. I can only imagine it's a bit of a madhouse as and, and Chris, I mean I would imagine yeah. I would imagine it was kind of the same way last year when when you know, the whole operation picked up and went to Austin for that game. It was probably the same yeah. thing out there. No right? doubt. Yeah, it was. And I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure that whatever the Fox equivalent was because it was their game mm-hmm. uh they were there in numbers and and i think game day was i really don't remember for sure um and i this sounds this sounds like the alabama arrogance don't mean it that way but there have been so many big games that bama has played in where frankly you forget whether game day is there or not mm-hmm. because there's there's just been so many. Now again, I hope you understood from what I said just a couple of minutes ago. I remember when it always it wasn't always this. Yeah. So I'm one of those that definitely appreciate and 
can value it, but it still doesn't mean that you remember every single one. And, and, um, I don't remember all the details. Here's one detail I won't ever forget though. Dear Lord in heaven, was it hot? And, uh, when I put the only time, thank goodness, I had to be on the field for that game was post game. Yeah. In doing Coach Saban's TV show. And I set my iPad down on that artificial turf for no more than five minutes and it had already shut down. It was <laughs> that overheating mechanism thing had, uh, yeah. had shut that puppy down. So yeah, it, it's, it's going to be warm Saturday, but by the time we kick off, it ought to be down into the, upper 70s low 80s and a whole lot more bearable yeah for sure chris stewart on your radio right now he's a part of the alabama radio network and uh looking ahead to alabama and texas big game in tuscaloosa uh, here's a question i didn't think of this previously it's the first time this has crossed my mind chris but i wonder how you would feel about or how you would answer this this last year this year this alabama and texas series being a non-conference deal a rare thing a mm-hmm. not a not every sure. year thing is it a bigger deal, and and we make a bigger deal out of it, than we will in the future once we get into conference expansion and they are a member of the conference? Probably so, because I think there are people, Matt, that will see it too. I think there's some different angles to this. Number one, just what you talked about, historically what Alabama, and, and I do mean historically, because the past 15 years for Texas hadn't been what Texas is accustomed to. Mm. Um, but it's, you know, it's still Texas and Alabama. Those are two brand names. Um, you also have what was a really tight ball game last year. Alabama had to, to uh, win the thing late. You've got the Steve Sarkeesian element, a guy that was well-liked and respected in Tuscaloosa. And, you know, needs a win like this probably from a Texas fan base standpoint to to prove that he's ready to get this to the next level and back where they believe they should be. But I think also it's thinking about it going into the future. You're right. In the years to come, it just becomes a conference game. But right now, people want to use this. I mean, heck, we know this from the format we're talking in right now. But people want to talk about this as a glimpse into the future as if whatever happens in this game is going to really matter going forward. I do think that if Texas is able to come to Tuscaloosa and win, it shows that Sark really does have things pointed the right direction for his program. If Alabama beats them, I don't know that it means they're not pointed in the right direction. It means they've just fallen victim to Alabama, which has happened a bunch of times in the last several years. So, uh, by, by a lot of different people. So I, I think there's a lot that's made of this game going in, just like there will be a lot made of it if Texas were to win it. Um, here come the horns again. Bama's fallen off the map. What's wrong with Nick Saban? He's mm-hmm. lost it. Um, a lot of talk show stuff. Yeah. I don't know that it will mean anything in the big picture, win or lose for Alabama. Uh, 48 hours after the game is over with. But there is no doubt that it'll be talk show stuff regardless of the outcome this weekend. Sure. Chris Stewart on your radio. Chris, so yeah, you had the close game last year with Bryce Young on the field. Mm -hmm. Of course, it was out there. Here's the return trip. You know, each team's got one game under its belt. So I know that's what we're dealing with. But to ask the question, 
you know, if we look up and Alabama somehow doesn't win this game, what do you think are the most likely culprits or are there any likely culprits that you would point to to go, okay, this is an area yeah. we're not sure about, you know? Right. I, I think for Alabama to lose, they would have had to help Texas. Yeah. Now, I think Texas is good enough. You don't have to help them a lot. Yeah. But if you turn the football over, whether that's, you know, tip pass, drop pass, fumble by running back, um, but certainly with people still wanting to to see Jalen Milrow prove it more than one weekend against MTSU, um, if he is responsible for those turnovers, mm-hmm. then you know that creates more conversation. That again becomes talk show stuff, but that can creep into a locker room. We know that. Uh, that's how I think this would. That's how I think it would happen. I think Texas is good. I think they're capable of moving the football. But I think they are better defensively than they've been, and I think they're, they may be better on defense than they are offense. They can cause some problems, and if they do, uh, it's going to be, I think, in, in terms of turning Alabama over and, and the Tide creating some really tough situations for themselves. I think that's the most likely. And I know that's, you know, that's an easy statement to make. Heck, that's probably what's responsible for the majority of losses. In any game, no matter who the opponent is, you turn it over more on the other side, it yep. gives up, you know, there's more odds for the other team to win. That's not a that's not a big football revelation at all. But I do think in this particular case, because, Matt, for me, it, ever since the blackout game, when Alabama went to Athens with John Parker Wilson at quarterback and Mark Ingram in the backfield and young Julio Jones at wideout, ever since we've left that stadium in Athens where Bama just manhandled Georgia in the first half, and it got a little little closer in the second, but it was they were manhandled, and the game was over at intermission. Everybody knew it. Ever since that ball game, there have been at most two, three games since what would that have been two thousand eight? Yeah, about where that I have felt. Yeah, wherever I, it's only been once or twice since then that I have felt like Alabama's best effort wasn't good enough without some help. Mm-hmm. You know, always. And what I mean by that is, if Alabama doesn't help the other side, if Alabama does what Alabama's known to do, then Alabama will win the game. There, There's not a case of, if Alabama does this and the other team helps you here or there, or and the other team doesn't fill in the blank, whatever that may be, then Alabama can win it. No, it's, it's really and truly about Alabama, because Alabama's, talent level, coaching, all of those things, I feel are still, and especially in this matchup, their best is good enough to win and get the outcome they want. They don't need help from the other side. They just can't help a team like Texas in a game like this, or they're going to have a long afternoon or evening. Good stuff. Chris Stewart on your radio right now, part of the Alabama Radio Network. And Looking ahead, big game in Tuscaloosa this weekend, primetime Saturday night, Alabama versus Texas, a rematch of last year. And a close win for Alabama a year ago in Austin. All right, so what do you make uh, so far of Jalen Milrow? What's your stance on him? I like the kid, personally. Uh, And at quarterback, just a a fantastic athlete who's learning and getting better as a a quarterback. It's funny. um, Ball gets snapped over his head on that first drive on Saturday 
Matt, I don't know if you saw it or not, but you know, the ball gets snap not over his head, but it was a low snap that yeah. got by him. Yeah. In the shotgun deal. And I'm standing I'm standing there actually talking to my boss, Jim Carabin. And when the ball goes squirting past him into the backfield, I said, touchdown. <laughs> and sure enough, sure enough, he chases it down, scrambles, scores a touchdown. And Jim looked at me like, we need to go to Tunica. Um, it was, but it was the thing is, I'm not so sure he's not more dangerous in a broken play situation than he even is sitting in the pocket with all day to throw. Uh, he's a phenomenal athlete that's tough to bring down one-on-one, open field, electric, um, and has, has shown he can throw the deep ball successfully. Again, can he just avoid making the mistake that kills your momentum, takes it away, or gives the other other team the, the opportunity to get a takeaway and go put some easy points mm-hmm. on the board? If he is a, if he is just who he is, and doesn't help the other side, man, is he really, really good? And I'm excited about where this guy can be. I mean, heck, you know, we're we're talking about a kid that is a is a sophomore, third year sophomore, right? But still a sophomore, and there's a heck of a lot of upside for what he can become. And it's not, it's not just wishful thinking. I mean, he, you know, it's exactly what you would. Um, kind of expect from a kid that was a four-star and uh, one of the top 15, 20 quarterbacks in the country when he was coming out of high school in Katy, Texas. Right. Uh, and, Chris, did you see um, – and, and this is a lead-in to another thought here. Did you see the Florida State and LSU game at all? I saw parts of it. I parts didn't see it? all of it, but okay. I did see part of it. Florida State, at the beginning of the game, had a goal-line stand against LSU's offense. Stopped them on six straight mm-hmm. plays down there, you know. And the yeah. second play in that series was one where they stopped him and tackled uh, LSU's quarterback, but threw him down and got a penalty, and they started him over again, four new plays. And on that, mm-hmm. that was a play. I went back and watched the film where their quarterback for LSU, he read it correctly by pulling the ball and running to follow his tight end who's going to block for him around the edge. And as, right. fa- and as fast and as good an athlete as that kid is, Florida State had it defended and got there and stopped him. And I had the right. thought as I was watching that play, if that's Jalen Milrow, he scores right there. And I'm, re- yeah. I'm really confident in saying that, which then I step back and go, okay, listen, that kid at LSU is no slouch at all in terms of a runner. Right. But I'm confident if it had been number four in, in Crimson, he'd have scored. He, he's like an. Yeah. I think he's as he's as close to an NFL running back playing quarterback as we might have ever seen in college. And that's I know we're so early, but yeah. I don't think I'm overstating it. Well, let me ask you. Here, let me run this by Jace McClellan, starting running back, five eleven two twelve. Yeah. Uh, Roy Dale Williams, five ten two fourteen. Then you got the next three are five eleven two oh five, five eleven two hundred, five ten two eleven. Okay. Yeah. Jalen Milrow is. Six two two twenty, and runs like a gazelle yeah. when he gets in the open field, mm-hmm. and uh, runs like a bull when he's got a one on one situation. He can make you miss. He can make you wish that you'd miss, <laughs> and he can make you wonder where he went once he gets past you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I agree with you. I think um, if he wasn't 
as talented as he was with his arm. And and you were to look at him and go, golly, the guy just doesn't have it throwing a football. But you know what? I'm going to turn and hand it to him. And he's, I agree. There is a place on the field for him, even if he never threw another pass, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. I, I would trust your uh, analysis far more than mine in that situation, but just for the things you were talking about, I, I think we're on the same page. He he looks like a big-time player, even if he was only a runner and didn't have the arm strength and the ability that he's got throwing the football. I, I really believe that. I really believe it. Well, Chris, it's um, yeah. it, whenever I get a chance to talk with you, it goes by really quickly, which means uh, we're, I guess it means we're having fun. And I know I'm long winded. <laughs> no, long winded. Is that it? No. Well, look, I've interviewed Tim Brando, so let me say you ain't long winded, Chris. <laughs> hey, <laughs> no, no. I've known Tim for thirty. I've known Tim for thirty years. <laughs> Used to do a show with he and Jodine Jr. Yeah. And I would say the toughest thing about it is we had hard breaks and trying to get Brando <laughs> to shut up long enough to take him was the was the tough part. So I know what you're saying. You know what I mean? Love him to death and he I would do. he would laugh about it too. Well look We'll be tuning yes, in. To, we'll be tuning in to you and Eli and the guys uh, this weekend, and I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Anytime, buddy. Always right. great to talk to you. You too. Talk soon. That's Chris Stewart, part of the Alabama Radio Network, and you'll hear him and Eli Gold and the others this weekend. Texas in Tuscaloosa, Saturday night at six. What do y'all think? We'll get your comments and text started next. Stick around. crave your sports. It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. Here we go. All right, back with you here. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Chris Stewart, who does a fantastic job for Alabama. He's their lead play-by-play announcer on radio for Alabama men's basketball, Alabama baseball, Last season, while uh, Eli Gold was out and in the hospital and, and healing up, uh, Chris was the play-by-play announcer for Alabama football, and he has a role on their crew with Eli Gold back this year, and uh, this is a great job. So always good to catch up with him. And you heard it. So um, they're they're putting up the the stage, and they're going to have game day there, and there's people everywhere and putting up tents and getting ready for a big weekend, a big Saturday in uh, – Tuscaloosa with Texas coming to town. Now, let me hit the reset button real quick uh, with an interview top of the show. We can get into whatever you want to. And I noticed um, if you're on uh, Facebook or on YouTube, your comments coming through on the Murray West live thread throughout that interview. Uh, some of it was about you know Texas and Alabama. We're going to get into that. I'm going to cover those right now. But also, if you're tuning in, feel free to text the show. Everything's wide open as a live show. So text me on the country pleasing text line, country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. It is 885-3776-601 number 885-3776. You can also uh, remember it this way 885 ESPN. That's the number to text. Let's see uh Denzel just sent me this and I hadn't seen it. <laughs> But apparently, 
Uh, what, maybe in the last 24 hours or so this came out, but uh, White Denzel texts the show, Country Pleasing Text Line. He says, just when you think realignment talk has died down, there's this. Look what it says. Expecting the official announcement of the addition of Army to the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, in the coming days. It says, if the West is not in the plans for the AAC, this was the next best outcome. Army and Navy in the same conference makes a lot of sense. It makes the American conference seem even more American. Only thing to sort out is if their game is going to be conference or kept as a non-conference game. And, I mean, if you're in the same conference, how are you going to make it a non-conference? That doesn't uh, seem likely to me. Whoever this is that, that covers the AAC on social media, they call themselves uh, AAC Lighthouse said that it would be a football member only, so this wouldn't be like a baseball, basketball thing or other sports or whatever it is. But there you go. Yeah, we're going to just continue. Denzel, (laughs) we are just continuing to move the pieces around, aren't we? Move those board pieces around and just keep shifting and changing and some of it just for the sake of saying we did. All right. Over here on the Murray West live thread, go to murraywest.com and you'll see what I'm talking about. Custom apparel. Contract embroidery company uh, born and, and sort of raised right here in the state of Mississippi going all the way back to 1996. They are based in New Albany. And, man, do they ever more do a fine job. You'll see what I'm talking about. And, and don't, don't take my word for it, but scroll down to the bottom of their homepage there at murraywest.com. That's M-U-R-R-Y. Only one vowel. M-U-R-R-Y. Murraywest.com. Scroll down to the bottom and look at who they, they work for and do things for uh, Ole Miss, Ole Miss Athletics, Genteel, lots of other great companies that trust them with all of their embroidery and screening and printing. So whatever it is for you, your business, uh, your brand, your church, your logo on this, your logo on that, make sure you start right there, okay? MurrayWest.com. And follow them on Instagram if you haven't already. It's at MurrayWestOfficial. So check that out. All right. Debbie commented, on the live thread on Facebook, gave us a hail state right out of the gates. Hail state to you, Debbie. Thanks for watching and tuning in. Matthew, he's on YouTube. He said, hail state, Matt, in southern Indiana. He's almost to his delivery in southern Illinois. Wishes us to have a great show. Man, burning up the road, Matthew. You Be safe out there. Thanks for checking in with us. David commented on YouTube. He said, let's go. Gave us a hello, Matt and Beaver. Hey, speaking of, where's where is he? Hey, B, I'm right here, about why <laughs> where I always am. Yep. Good to hear your voice on a Thursday, Beaver. It's a good little Thursday. Yeah, yeah. For those that. One little peek behind the curtain. Beaver and I were texting about um, Anna Beth and I watched an episode of The Office, a rerun of The Office recently. It was the one where they had Beach Day, and um, the, you know Dwight wanted the regional manager's job so bad he was going to stand on the hot coals until <laughs> until Michael gave him the job, and then he sort of collapsed. He's wallowing around on his hot coals. <laughs> and give me Be- the job. Give me the job. Beaver, listen, I found out something about myself, too, watching that. 
do you ever know anyone who they have this weird sense of humor, like someone can fall off of a bicycle or crash and hurt themselves and they think it's funny? You know, you know. Oh, yeah. Tons of people. Right. That. And I see it and I cringe. I'm like, oh, is he okay? But something about Dwight wallowing around on hot coals, I crack up every time I see it. (laughs) I don't know why. So apparently that's my thing. And what was it? I didn't get to read all of your texts. What were you telling me about Pam in that episode? Yeah. So that what came to mind when you texted me about that episode, too, after the Dwight wallowing around. Yeah. Is, you know, that's the episode where. Pam, she had that intense, that little talk with Jim, like, out in public. I miss you and all that stuff. And then I think it was maybe the next episode, or was it late in that episode when they got back? But she walked in there, and she said, I'm sorry to Karen, and if it made you feel weird. Then they go to the, you know, one-on-one, and Karen's in front of the camera, and she calls Pam a name. (laughs) And I remember at that moment, we, and I say that as a collective, when we, as, you know, watchers were watching that, we hated Karen with everything in our <laughs> bodies, and we are, how dare you? And right. now we fast forward all these years, and we've established that actually Pam was the bad one. <laughs> Karen was okay, and we we all... The reason we hated Karen, we simply hated her for not being Pam. Yeah, and that's not her fault, is it? <laughs> no. Oh, that's great. I, I really do think, Beaver, yeah, there's a niche out there for you in this because there's, you know, the office is such a sensation even all these years later, and there's, you know, millions and millions of people out there that are passionate about that show. Your take is niche and unique enough that I think I think you got something there. I don't know if it's blogging about it or podcasting about it or something, but maybe we should do that. Mm. I don't know what we call it, but maybe the, if we did a podcast, a series, just call it The Bad Guys, colon, Jim and Pam. Yeah. So, <laughs> we'll see about that. Um... Let's see. Okay, the rest of David's comment here, after he wished a hello to me and to Beaver, he said, uh, pack out Davis Wade this Saturday. Wear white. we got big-time recruits coming, he says. David said, we need all Bulldogs at 630 at Davis Wade in white. That would be at 630 on Saturday night. Yeah, so I'm not sure who the recruits would be. I don't keep up with it anymore. But I have seen the whiteout deal, and, I generally don't like to participate in those things. See, I'm the kind of, you know, I shouldn't be that way. There's something about somebody telling me what I should wear in any circumstance that doesn't sit well with me for some reason. But in this case, they're just trying to, you know. And and my deal is I'm not sitting out there with the crowd either. It's not like anybody can see me, you know. But still, I may wear a white shirt just to participate, right? So I I need to grow up and. And when we do, you know, certain color-coded sections of the stadium or whatever, I need to participate. It's time for me to grow up on that. So you're going to have a whiteout this weekend. It's going to be nice. The last forecast I saw was like 85 or 86 degrees on Saturday night is the high. Man. Are we talking about uh, Thursday games? Okay. um, Yeah, Cody on Facebook on the Murray West Live thread says, High school football on ESPN2, and then you're going to have 
Louisville and Murray State tonight on the ACC Network, 6.30 p.m. kick. But you don't have as many Thursday night games around and around the country as you normally do and, and will throughout the year, right? Because this is the opening night of the NFL season and nobody wants to compete with Chiefs and Lions on TV because it is such a it is such an eyeball draw. Like all the people are going to watch them. That's what they'll watch. Yeah. Uh, Matthew commented on the Murray West live thread, and he said Texas all the way. So I don't know, Matthew, if you're predicting Texas to win or if you're just pr- uh, pulling for them to win. <clears throat> so, but, but one way or the other, that's what he thinks. Uh, Jim commented on Facebook, gave us a Hale State beat Wildcats, go Bengals beat Cleveland. Uh, Joe Burr will light up Martin Emerson Jr., he just might do. Is he back? Is he back in 100%? I, I think I saw where he's back, but, you know, whether or not he's 100%, I don't know. Uh, Zach commented and said, how long, in your opinion, does it usually take them? Oh, he said, how long does it take the offensive line to gel, in your opinion? Well, you know, I would say that, you know, none of that stuff needs to be lingering beyond week two for anybody. You know, and for some, maybe they get better throughout the year, sure. But you got to be able to go out here and play well enough to beat people right away. And so, you know, you get into week two, it's time to be ready to go. There's no more of this, well, we need more time stuff. Lots of comments I haven't even gotten to. Coming to it. Coming to it. And your text as well. I'm Matt. In the Bureau. Stick around. All right, back with you. I'm Matt. Here we go. Rolling along in hour one on this Thursday. Week two of the college football season is upon us. You got one game out there in the FBS tonight. Louisville hosts Murray State, and we hit them all this weekend. I think we have one Thursday night game around the state of Mississippi in high school football tonight. Yeah, so um, just keep an eye out for that. Uh, But, of course, you know, the NFL season opener tonight. Chiefs and Lions, all of that. Come to your comments, your texts, otherwise. Uh, on the country-pleasing text line, country-pleasing sausage on grocery stores throughout the Southeast. It is the best sausage, hands down, in my opinion. <laughs> and, and a lot of others, too. Try it, and you'll see what I mean. Uh, we had an unnamed texture that said, The Office, after watching every episode every season at least 15 times, it still makes me laugh like the first time. I, you know, and I, that's kind of how we are. You know, I don't think we ever won't laugh at it. I guess that's kind of how a lot of people feel about Seinfeld and other stuff. You know, it just won't ever not be funny. That's why certain shows, you'll watch them in syndication forever and ever. And, of course, we just, like, we own the thing on, what is it, Amazon Prime? You buy the whole show. It's like back in the old day, you'd buy the quote-unquote box set of DVDs. Well, this is the same thing. It's just... Amazon's got it, and it's on my TV. Hit it and watch it. Um, Denzel texts the show and says, let's see, Caleb Cunningham is the huge recruit coming Saturday versus Arizona. All right. 
Not entirely sure who that is, but I'll take your word for it. Denzel's keeping up with it. Scott from Philly texts the show and says that he bought a white jersey today. Says you got to be a part of the whiteout. Hashtag Hail State. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to. I got a closet full and drawer full of, you know, stuff. Put on a white shirt and go to the ball game. Nice and cool, man. Might need long sleeves. The 80 degrees around here, you know, 75 even. Let alone a low in the 60s, it'd feel chilly compared to what we are used to here recently. Man, look at this prediction. You think you're yeah, Rebel Rex? Are you serious about this? Rebel Rex says. Texas 41 to 17 over Alabama. He's got Texas beating Alabama 41 to 17. I mean, let's just say like a what if, okay, Rex, if something like that were to happen, what would the talk be? What would your thoughts be coming out of it? I mean, really? You know, earlier when I was talking to Chris Stewart, he he said it would be what did he say to be talk show fodder? But really, yeah, I mean, it'd be people going, man, it's over. It's over. The run is over for Alabama if that were to happen. I mean, I'm impressed, Rebel Rex. I hadn't seen anybody else um, throwing a, uh, a score like that one quite like that out there. All right. Back over to the Murray West live thread. Check them out, murraywest.com. That's M-U-R-R-Y, murraywest.com. Contract embroidery, custom apparel since 1996. All right. Um, Lewis got in here on the uh, YouTube live thread and sort of just summed it up with three elephant emojis. (laughs) So uh, that pretty much says it. Right there. Will comments and says, Happy Thursday, Matt. I'm looking forward to watching your FSU-LSU goal line stand video. Love the Jalen Milrow video, too. The guy's going to be crazy good for Alabama. Well, that's how I feel about it, too. Um, thanks, Will, for bringing that up. Yeah, check it out on YouTube. You got um, a video that posted yesterday breaking down five touchdowns for Jalen Milrow last week. Of course, it's Middle Tennessee, and they dominated him, but he had two touchdown runs and three touchdown throws. And the two touchdown runs, one was by design and the other one was not. He just made it happen. Uh, he's he's pretty incredible now. I mean, and I could say a lot more, and then you're like, well, you want to see him play. At least at least make him go through the same jump through the same hoops everybody else does and play two or three games before we we crown him the next best thing. But my goodness, the kid is like just uber, uber fast and talented and he's six two, two hundred and twenty pounds, and he's the fastest guy on our football team. Think about that. Okay, but he's also a very good thrower. And those three deep balls that he threw for touchdowns, and one of them he had a guy bearing down on him who he had to celebrate the TD sitting on the ground because he'd gotten popped, you know, and he just delivers a ball down the field. So, you know, teams are going to watch him and go, you know, we got a real problem here. Because in order to play safe on deep ball stuff, that means we got to have guys way away from the line of scrimmage staying out there beyond – you know, keeping our top of our coverage way out there. But then that's just that much more room and space for this guy to run around, and he gets loose, he's gone. You blink, he's gone. It's 100. He's something else. Meanwhile, when I say all of that, Rebel Rex hit me back on the country-pleasing text line and says, 
not sold on Milrow. And the Texas quarterback wants revenge. Yeah, he got hurt. Didn't he get hurt in that game last year? Like he played a little bit and then Ewers and then he got hurt? Something like that. Blind Squirrel Sports, Georgia fan. He was. Uh, he commented on the uh, Murray West live thread during the Chris Stewart interview when Chris brought up like 2008 when Georgia did the blackout. Y'all remember that? I vaguely, but I remembered enough. Big game, <clears throat> billed as a huge game that year. Alabama early Nick Saban team going to Georgia, sold out Sanford Stadium. Georgia wears black uniforms. Blackout. And the only thing that happened was they got blacked out. Beat like 35 to nothing or something like that. Just whipped. And Blind Squirrel said, as a Georgia fan, he said, I love my dogs, but we don't always choose our battles wisely. <laughs> what a good way to put it. And I know a lot of fan bases that feel that way. It's not just you, okay? Uh, Eugene likes the idea. He says uh, Army and Navy playing in the, con- uh, in the conference championship game would be pretty sweet, wouldn't it? Yeah, you get Army and Navy in the same conference over there, the AAC and potentially have a deal where they could play each other in a conference title game. It really would be cool. I, I agree with that. We'd love to see it. Um, what else we got? Uh, Vern commented on Facebook on the Murray West live thread. Says, any chance the tight end Spivey gets cleared by the NCAA this season? Uh, look, Vern, I don't know any specific details. I did just have a conversation with someone last week that led me to believe that there is – a chance that he could, you know, be eligible this year. Hey, um, Beaver, did I run Squirrel off? I'm sorry, not Squirrel, Rooster. Did I run Rooster off on the phone line? He's still waiting. <laughs> All right, Rooster, listen. It's not Beaver's fault, it's mine. I even told Beaver, we'll go to him coming out of the break, and then I forgot. Rooster, thanks for being patient on the phone line. <laughs> What's up? Oh, you can't make me mad. No, I'm patient <laughs> I would just hang up. I wouldn't be mad. Come on. You got a radio show. Yeah, I Don't apologize. No. But tell me, since you said that, where can I find green onion sausage patties? All right, patties. You know what? You asked me that one time, Rooster, and I know that since the last time you asked me that, they offer the patties. Now, whether or not they are, if you go to Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 in Florence, whether or not you can get the green onion in a patty, I don't know that. But I know they do have patties now. If you'll go down there, they got some. Yeah, a long way from my house. But let's hope the Chiefs are ready tonight. And uh, it's not a good thing when your quarterback is the fastest player on the team. I'm assuming that they mean in a 40-yard day. I'm sure that's I'm sure that's better. It's probably a 40, because I guarantee you, there's a lot of guys that outrun them on 100. But it's not a good thing when the quarterback is the uh, fastest player on the team. It never is. Wait a minute. If I was a coach, I'd make darn sure that somebody could outrun the quarterback. (laughs) I would recruit somebody to outrun the quarterback. Well, hold on. But here's here's a – and this is really not a hypothetical, because this may be the situation on that team and some others. Here's the thing, though. As long as the guy is a quarterback, like – we're not saying that we're he's sacrificing throwing ability or passing ability or anything else just because we're not putting him there just because he's fast. No, the fact that he's the fastest guy on the team is really a bonus because he does everything else better than the other guys too, including throw the ball. 
Does that make sense? No, 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 not not a quarterback. It's a decimal. His, I mean, psychological. His tendency is to run. I mean, that's that's what he is. He can run. That's his tendency. Yeah, I don't want to debate it. Just because you're a next quarterback, you know. <laughs> but that's just my opinion. Okay. His tendency is to run. So is mine. I can run. I can outrun everybody. I take off. Catch a dog. Whatever. I'm going to run. That's my tendency. Move your feet. And I say that this too. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he is sensational. I hope you're right. And, you know, we, we, we don't want to lose to Texas, although I'm hoping this year for sure Texas is a bigger game than Auburn. I mean, I'm sorry to say that, but it is. I guess maybe last year, too. And let's hope that that rivalry we can develop. However, yeah. I, I didn't call about football. I called about a, a Dakota Hudson plug. He won the game last night. Won the night. game last night. Sure did. Yep. Three straight Atlanta losses. Yeah, they're going for four straight tonight. <laughs> so... They you got know, a pretty safe. They have a pretty play. safe lead in the division. What are they now? Thirteen and a half game lead right now, and it's early oh, yeah. September. Yeah, they they won ninety games. Yeah, they're but, fine. But you know, they not. He was pitching a one hitter two three innings. Yeah, you know, they they came up with a big inning, and of course the uh, the Cardinals faced into a six nothing lead. So yeah, it's, that's right. It's yeah, not really helps. a good thing. It's not really like you beat Spencer uh, Friday. It's hey, Rooster. Bad night. I'm in a terrible night. Hey, Rooster. I appreciate you hanging on as long as you did very much, man. Thanks for the phone call, okay? Oh, no, no problem. I'm just sitting here. All right. All right. Good deal. <laughs> I still feel the need to apologize. I made him hang on that long. <laughs> All right. Y'all hang on just a little while longer. Hour two coming up right after this. Stick around.